everyone and welcome to yet another wrestling podcast episode 12 we're in our 12th episode and i'm joined as always by b david hogg david how are you today um i'm not too bad i'm a bit um dejected after losing my amazing uh golden yet another wrestling podcast predictions championship championship you did belt, lose it but, yes uh, you lost yeah. it last weekend at extreme rules because i'm the predictions champion i just perform better than you i'm just better than you i mean I still disagree with this, and you know, it was it was a slip. In fact, I don't I don't even I don't even blame me. I blame uh, oh who will I blame? I blame Daniel Bryan. Real mature of you for blaming another man for your shortcomings. Yeah, but but we'll get onto that soon. The sure. point being is I'm the champion again. Fraser's and the we've got a big show. We have got the run through of the Extreme Rules card. We've because of course that happened last Sunday. We need to talk about what happened. Certainly and do. we've got the fallout on Raw and SmackDown. We've got the first Raw. Where Mr. Paul Heyman's in charge, and then the first SmackDown where Eric Bischoff isn't, but is in charge. It's very confusing. It is. But it's it's been a week for WWE where we've seen a bit of change, a bit of. I, you messaged me and said that, that you've been most excited about wrestling now. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about wrestling. I'm really excited about what wrestling can be. Uh, it's not there yet. Yeah. We've we've obviously had such a huge huge weekend of wrestling with with. First of all, the G1 Saturday morning, which, you know, I'm not big into my New Japan, but I will occasionally look, see what's happening. And then we had Fight for the Fallen, which I don't know if we're going to get into on this show or not. And I've not really Rose. watched I've not really watched Fight for the Fallen, I have to say. I, I saw some highlights on Twitter. It looked like a good card. There's just been too much to, to watch at all, because, of, of course, we had Evolve as well. Evolve as well, yeah. Evolve was on, and that was basically a mini NXT takeover. It was, yeah. And it's been a great week for wrestling. It's finally turning around we hope and i think that's i think that's a good sign smackdown got its highest ratings so i guess we'll start with the news here with with smackdown getting the highest ratings uh in the past year this past week well i mean which is interesting yeah i mean the thing about smackdown is that i remember a while ago um when all the you know when back when becky lynch was good and the smack we'd have amazing amazing smackdowns when raw was in the doldrums and now they're just kind of the same thing because wildcard yeah it's nice to see that smackdown is starting to you know get up there a wee bit in the ratings after it was you know it was it was so good for so long i mean the smackdown was the a show especially after the brand split with the types mm-hmm. likes of dean ambrose and such on smackdown mm-hmm. and it's i just i love the times with aj as the champion even gender to be honest <laughs> it was interesting it was different it was. And SmackDown hasn't been different recently, and I think that's what it needs to be again, and it's slowly getting there. Yeah. Slowly getting there. But shall we... I there's not been any major news apart yes. from Eric Bischoff wasn't at SmackDown. Yeah, supposedly he's there to bridge the gap between creative and Fox as network executives, and he's not actually in charge of creative. He doesn't really have anything to do with creative, so I feel like the biggest change we're going to see is on Raw, with Heyman in charge. Whereas yeah. on SmackDown, it's going to be less so because Bischoff is going to be taking a back seat and sort of just guiding them through it. But surely... I mean, I, I can't remember the the, uh, press release that WWE made when they were both given the jobs that they were both given the same job title so surely they'd They're, both be doing the they same are thing. both given the same job title however Eric Bischoff it was noted that he was working closer with the network executives so You're I right. guess it's the same job title but both of them are doing it in a different manner I, I'm not too sure I guess we'll see going forward if Bischoff will have any impact on Smackdown if he does then I expect to see numerous factions popping up left right and centre because yes. that's a Bischoff staple it is and a big fist in the entranceway I would, lo- I would love a big fist in their entranceway not in that way but <laughs> just like a big fist on the top of the Titantron that would be fantastic fantastic harkening back to the, the Smackdown 6 which were the <laughs> one of the greatest times yes. for Smackdown um, speaking of a great time Extreme Rules I would say was the best pay-per-view this year outside of WrestleMania? I would say the best pay-per-view, excluding a big four, since Evolution. 
I would go that far. So I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I would probably agree if you exclude the big four. Yeah, it was overall just a fun card. None of the matches were, like, mind-blowing, but they were all enjoyable. There was not a bad match, per se. There wasn't a bad match. There, there were a few iffy decisions, but, you know, I can, I can forgive that. Given that I was up until, what, half four or five in the morning? Um, yeah, went, it was late. I, I went to sleep happy. It was, it was overall very, very good. As, as I have to agree, I went to sleep happy, although I fell asleep a bit earlier than the show finished, so I had to catch up the next morning. Surprisingly, one of the best matches of the night was the Undertaker match. Ah, but we've got stuff How to talk about. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't, don't jump the gun. We've got stuff to talk about before that. There was a pre-show. There was the pre-show. There, there was. was. A, there was a Shinsuke Nakamura. There was a Finn Balor. There was an inter- there was an Intercontinental Championship. Easy for you to say. And it changed hands. It did change hands. It was a very strange last-minute match. It didn't make sense on Sunday with the report that Finn has asked for a what two-month holiday. It makes a ton of sense. It does. It's just very strange that they've put the belt on Shinsuke when his last sort of few months have been spent doing nothing. Yeah, I mean we've we've spoken about Shinsuke on on the show before and how we are not totally enamored with his WWE outputs. You know, he had that match with um, Sami Zayn at Takeover Dallas, and ever since then it's kind of been downhill. Uh, despite him yeah. winning a Royal Rumble, they did go. A little bit to try and restore some of the mystique of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. So hopefully we can get a wee bit of that rock star ethos that he's got to him. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he does. Hopefully this will spark a new sort of wave in his career. The Intercontinental title. I wanted to see it on Shinsuke when he first joined WWE. Purely because of what he did with the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Mm. Um, he was great with that belt. It suited him like... It, it was his belt he made the, that belt in new japan so it'd be interesting to see if they try and replicate his time with that belt it's just yeah. i just think it's a it was a bit of a strange change especially on the pre-show and there i mean there's matches that you would have put on the pre-show ahead of uh shinsuke finn i feel it was probably a last very last minute addition not just to the audience i mean it, it was announced on sunday but i feel it was probably a last minute call to put to switch the belt which is why it was uh-huh. pre-show. Then the opening match was the what is it called? The Graveyard Dogs. Fraser, you've forgotten about the Cruiserweights. Were they on the pre-show? They were on the pre-show. Gosh darn it! Oh, the Cruiserweights, of course. So we had Drew Gulak we had defending the- his title against Tony Nese. It was a standard Cruiserweight affair. Standard Cruiserweight affair. Uh, yeah, and Drew Gulak won. And there's nothing more that needs to be said about this match. It was a Cruiserweight. We'll move on. Yes, right. Sorry, you were saying something about graveyards and dogs. Yes, the, the best match on the whole show, I would say. Oh, it was phenomenally good okay. in terms of. No, it was phenomenally good in terms of the the way it was worked. Undertaker still looked great despite his last match coming off across as potentially the worst match we'll ever see the Undertaker involved in. Giant Gonzalez disagrees with you. I don't know. Goldberg Taker was, I think, was worse. Point being, this match he looked good. He moved well. Reigns did the majority of the stuff that he needed to. It, the match was put together perfectly for the the competitors in it, and that shot of Undertaker, you know, the thumb across the throat, and then uh, right okay. behind him, the Scottish sensation. The Scottish Drew psychopath. McIntyre. The Scottish he's psychopath. a sensation to uh, us. He's a he sensation is, to is, us. Yes. Um, he's our hero. Yes, he's, he's certainly my hero. One of my heroes. I, yeah. It was for what it was. It had no right to be as good as it was. They released like a limited edition t-shirt that called them the Graveyard Dogs. What is a Graveyard Dog? It was <laughs> sensational for what it was. And the fact that they got that good a match out of Shane McMahon, who sweats even walking to the ring. And, you know, I've been pretty quiet up to now, but I cannot stand Shane. And he didn't make it all Wait, about you've him. Been, you've, been, you've been quiet about Shane McMahon on the podcast. Yeah, yes. And That's you've been quiet the past few weeks. And Kevin always agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, It was great. 
Uh, and we've got like Undertaker, who's like a creaking wardrobe of a man. He did well as well. And But I think the the star out of this has to be Drew. And I cannot wait, as you said, that uh, that shot of just Drew appearing behind him, ready to take his face off. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do at SummerSlam. And I yeah, hope, hope, hope that Drew I goes hope over. it's Drew. I hope it's Drew Taker at SummerSlam. The ports still indicate that it's not going to be. So what? I hope they save that for Mania. I would quite like to see Bray Wyatt um, Taker at Mania. But that's a story. That's a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. Yeah. I want um, Bray Wyatt to go through all of his uh, past mistakes and beat them up. Ah, that makes sense. Okay, well, we will get on to Bray Wyatt later. Well, we will. What came after the Taker match? Um, the Revival and the Usos. It was a good tag team match between two of the best tag teams in the world. I just feel like neither team really had a reason to fight. Put them in a best of seven series, they don't care. I can't even remember who won. There's a revival won it. There we go. It was a revival. Yeah, the Usos, I don't like the Usos anymore because they also brought down my prediction. Is this still the same feud as <laughs> the shaving of the backs? I think so. Uh, I just can't believe that that has extended a feud this long. It needs to end, so I'm glad the revival won. I'm glad the revival kept the titles. It was a decent match. Decent enough tag team match. It was Nothing a- too special. Mm. It was a match and some wrestlers won. Following on from that, we had... Next up, after that match, we had another match featuring wrestlers. That's how these things tend to go. Big Alistair Black defeated Big Cesaro. It was bloody good. I enjoyed it a lot. You did? I did. Well, for what it was, I'd have liked to have seen them given another 5-10 minutes, maybe. Uh I either wanted like a long 15-20 minute match or like a 7 minute squash where Alistair Black just boots him in the teeth. Uh, Although he did do that. He yeah. did boot Cesaro in the teeth. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 okay, this could be better than the Taker match. I've, hmm. Ooh. I'm really torn. I forgot about this match completely. In hindsight, I think I... I don't know. Did I enjoy this more? I feel the match was better, but not. I didn't enjoy it more. Okay, that and, yeah, and that's what wrestling's all about. Your own enjoyment. Exactly. I I think these two these could go in the ring any time and produce a great match. Both of them are two of the best on the entire roster. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm glad it wasn't a squash because we are we would have had two squashes to that night, and I'm glad that this one wasn't the squash. I want to see them have a rematch. We're not they, gonna. They they did on SmackDown, but we're not like like a full on uh, series. Not, not not for a while. Um, but no, it was as Alistair Black's first match uh, after coming back out of his little shed where he wanted people to pick a fight with him, which would never stop being funny. But yeah, it was a perfectly serviceable match for Alistair Black and also Big Tony. Speaking of serviceable, up next we had <laughs> Bailey against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. This was... Didn't like this match at all. I was quite bored throughout it. I felt the... It it kind of dragged to me. Okay. Yeah, and, okay. And felt like they were just trying to rush to the finish. Yeah, what it also looks like on SmackDown and on Raw was that there's absolutely no stakes to it at all. Why didn't Alexa absolutely batter Nikki at the end of it? But I also don't understand, if you're mentioning Raw as well, why was Alexa included in the number one contenders match for the Raw Women's Championship? Because wrestling. I've absolutely... You know, there's no logic to this. Yeah, there's no logic at all. But it just... I don't know, it felt weird. I don't like having Raw Superstars challenge for SmackDown titles. The feud needs to end as much as I like... Bliss. She shouldn't be near that title. No, she's a great, um, to use a tennis analogy, uh, she's a great champion uh, when she gets the belt. It's just getting her there. Because I really enjoyed her when she was the Raw Women's Champion before but, uh, Ronda got it. It was a match and it happened and wrestlers were in it. I'm looking forward to what Bailey does next with the title. Can you hear that? Hear what, David? That is the sound of the five-star hog flash. Because wow. up next, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. I absolutely love this. All I'm really, really surprised you've given this the five-star hog splash. All 17 minutes. Okay, so the match was 17 minutes, 30 seconds. 
Okay. I enjoyed about 16 and a half of it. I didn't, right. like, I didn't like the finish. Okay, I, I did enjoy the finish. I, I thought this match overall was fantastic. The finish, I thought, was very creative. I just didn't like the the fact that the drop wasn't as big as, as Shane Miz. Uh-huh. Yes. And as well, the fact that the way the camera was shot, it it sort of disguised it a bit. And mm-hmm. then when the camera angle changed, it was like, oh, it's kind of like as if they've just done it off the top rope. And you could quite clearly see that that big thing that they went into was, was a prop and wasn't actually used for anything. So that kind of took you out of the disc. But other than that, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I would have preferred it a bit more if both men had failed to answer the 10 count, which I thought would have worked as well and would have kept me in my predictions title, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, I liked though the way yeah. it was done, where Braun broke down the wall and you know made his his victory, and John Cohn was just like, "Yep, he's done it. It's Braun." <laughs> didn't didn't look for Bobby to make sure Bobby wasn't standing up. They just took it for, you know, took it, yeah. took Braun's word for it. I mean, would you disagree with Braun Strowman? I don't think I'd. No, I I would run away. Yeah. Well, well, actually, yeah. I'm much bigger than Braun, so I, I I feel he would run away. What, bigger, like, intellectually, or...? Both, yeah. Braun Strowman is a tiny man compared to me. So you're picking fights with Braun Strowman, I'm picking fights with Daniel Bryan. Could this be the in-ring debut of Hogan Porter? Potentially, potentially. We'll see if yes. WWE wants to book us. SummerSlam, we're coming for that's, you. That's the, that's the main event. Right, speaking of tag teams, I've kind of um, stolen your hosting duties, but You've kind of stolen the hosting duties purely yeah. because I, have, I can't access the match card. There's a slight issue for me. We'll, we'll keep this in, but there's a slight issue for me. I can't get the match card up for some reason. The Google search is not working, and oh. Wikipedia will not load, which is fantastic. Amateur. Anyway, right. So I will, I will do the. Okay, I'll host David Hogg hosting the match card. So up next, we have a tag team. David, what is this tag team match? Uh, the tag team was the New Day versus I'm calling them the Eco Warriors. Daniel Bryan, my friend, and Rowan uh, versus Heavy Machinery. This was also, believe it or not, very, very good. The those teams are fantastic. They've got great chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. And overall, great match. Everyone should go and watch it. It kind of reminded me of, for some reason, the triple threat tag team match with Usos, the Lucha Dragons, and New Day. Okay. From TLC years ago. It, obviously, it wasn't hardcore or whatever, or TLC match, or ladder match, but I just I felt it was very reminiscent of that, where it's sort of three teams just trying to outdo each other. Yeah. Can I make a special, uh, you know, yop applause for Heavy Machinery? Because when they came go up... Go for it. Everybody thought, that, oh, here we go, another comedy tag team, another B team, another Titus Worldwide. <laughs> Remember when they were a thing? Just another piece of machinery in the whole WWE machine. And they've done very well for themselves. They have got the comedy spot on. I loved uh, Otis's dive, or lack mm. of a dive. I thought that was really good. A little fist bump before he jumped. <laughs> little fist bump before he jumped. He's, uh, yeah, he, he's great. And you can, yeah, I'm just, I'm all in on heavy machinery. Yeah, they're actually surprisingly good, and especially up against the New Day, where it's two different types of comedy. Mm-hmm. I feel it, it works really well, and I can't wait to see a series of matches between those two tag teams, especially with now, obviously, New Day winning the titles. A fun fact about that, that's the first time the pairing of Big E and Xavier Woods has ever won a championship. Wonderful. I just had the sound of a knowledge bomb there. That was very good. Well done, Fraser. Does this mean that Kofi is now a champ champ because of the three-bird rule? According to WWE.com, Kofi is a double champ. He is both tag team and WWE champion. Um, so this is exciting stuff. We've not had this in a while. Last time was John Cena, where he was the what world, Raw tag team or the WWE tag team champion and WWE champion with the Miz. So up next we had the hair against the eyebrows. 
AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Yes, for the US. I did. The, yes, um, Ricochet. I'm, I'm surprised at this one. What the I'm result? At this match, a kind of, and also the way it finished. It was an how do you, how would we describe it? An inverted Styles clash from yeah. the top rope. An avalanche inverted Styles clash. It Wait, was a spectacle. It it was a spectacle. I mean, both of these wrestlers are absolutely fantastic, and you had a wee bit of interference from uh, Gallows and Anderson, which worked quite well. But the only thing I think about this is, what's Ricochet going to do now? Now that he's uh, he's lost his title so soon after winning it, I'm Are not they... sure. I feel he was really just a transitional champ. I feel like he could maybe go into a mid card feud with AJ and like keep that feud going. Uh-huh. If not, we may see him rise up the card ever so slightly and sort of fill an upper mid card position. Maybe a feud with Ray. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him face Brock for the belt at some point. Just <sighs> you know, a... just not in a. A proper oh he might actually just in like one of these where you throw away you know like against uh, Finn at the Rumble something like yeah. that yeah just a wee Brock's throw- matches with smaller guys are usually much better and I feel Ricochet would bump like hell oh, something like that um, which you know and they can both do shooting star presses and see which one keeps their neck on I'd, I'd love to see I'd like to see Ricochet work with him I reckon that Ricochet could even have a good match with me you think? I think so like I mean I'm not talking like a five star match of the year kind of, but like a solid like Two and a half, three stars. He could pull out two a decent, and a half, three stars. Yeah, like a okay. decent TV match Ricochet and I could have. Well, why don't you email WWE? You know, okay. invite them to East Kilbride Town Hall. Have we got a town hall? I don't know. You tell me. You're in East Kilbride. True. Pop up a wee, a wee wrestling ring. Put down some jumpers as your corner posts. If you can't find get a proper ring, and see right. if you can get a five star or two and a half star match. I'll get Dave Meltzer along, and he can you know rate it, put it in the Observer. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, let's let's sort that out. Yeah, I'm, Big Daddy Dave is coming to town. And Dave Meltzer will come as well. Speaking of things that don't last particularly long, up next it was Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. This lasted nine seconds and was fine. It was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. Boom, bang, bosh, in and out. Did exactly what needed to do. Stunner, pin, out. Yeah. If it went any longer, I would be disappointed. I don't ever want to see Dolph Ziggler ever again. That's quite mean. What has Dolph done to you? Okay, right. In, in a wrestling capacity. If he, came okay. to my, if he came to my door and said... I don't so would know. you go out of your way to meet Dolph Ziggler? Probably not. If he was at Brayhead Arena, right. would you pop along and say hello? What, if, if he was just there hanging out? Do, no, doing a signing. Um, Probably not. Because nah. you could go along and tell him I don't ever want to see you on my screen again. I... Uh, yeah, I don't... I'm, I'm just not a fan. He's not very... He's, he's great in the ring. He's great in the ring. But he, yeah, he is. cannot cut a promo to save himself. He's not funny. For someone who is supposed to be a stand-up comedian, he's not a particularly funny man. That might be See, the right thing. I have just to him. give him the benefit of the doubt in terms of yeah, the scripting in WWE, I feel, is mostly dragging him down. But still act like you actually mean what you're saying. Yeah. You just go, yeah, and so is your I mean, he's getting, no. he's getting five million a year. I feel like he doesn't really care at this point. He just wants to make the money, do the match, and then go back to his comedy clubs in San Francisco. Or wherever he's doing the, the route. Well, I think he should spend a lot more time in his uh, comedy clubs and, yeah, less time on my television screen. Well, uh, thankfully you got your wish, as it was only nine seconds long. I did, um, and I was getting quite tired at this point. I thought, oh, God, because I totally forgot about this match. I thought it was going to be on the pre-show. But I totally forgot about it. And I was like, oh, Dolph Ziggler, oh, here we go. And it was nine seconds. Yeah. I was a very happy man. Yeah, it was what it needed to be. I think that's it. There's nothing really, we can't really say much about this match because it wasn't really a match. And it was just a thing. Uh, Kevin, yeah. Owen. Kevin Owens is sensational. Kevin Owens um, agrees with me and hates Shane. And yeah, I, I think Kevin Owens and I could be friends. You think? I, I think, think you so. could get along. Get him a yeah. Guinness yeah. drinker as um, well. 
Uh, I don't know. He might be. I'm I'm sure. Paint down at local spoons. We could do. Yeah. Right. We'll get the town hall set up. We've got we've got Ricochet. <laughs> we've got Kevin. We've got Kevin Owens. We've got Dolph Ziggler at the Brayhead Arena. We've got Meltzer in town. That's a bloody we've, show you've got going. We've also got uh, you and I against uh, Daniel Bryan and Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's going to be some some day. It's, it's a card and a half. Everyone get down to East Coast Bride. Town Hall, where tickets are on sale now at eastcobridewrestling.com. We will have t-shirts on sale if you go to our patreon.com forward slash eastcobridewrestling. You'll be able to get David, uh, B. David Hogg versus Ricochet t-shirt. Yeah, limit, limited to 150 copies. Just 150? Okay, maybe like 200. You, you want to make they'll them? Sell, I was going to say they'll sell out almost exactly. instantly. Yeah, well, you want the you want them to come back for more. You're going to sign them? Sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, something that wasn't fantastic, however, um, was the next match, uh, Kofi versus Samoa Joe. Now, tell me why you didn't like it. I just didn't like it. He lost clean. How are we supposed to ever... And I know we say this every time that Joe loses a major championship uh, feud, which is becoming a summer tradition, along with Wimbledon and, I don't know, cocktails. It's, it loses title matches constantly in the summer, and... I know every time it's like, oh, well, he loses and then he can backdoor his way into another feud and he's always credible. But no, he lost clean to an it's underwhelming champion. Eighth loss in a world title feud. There we go. And I have to agree, his credibility in terms of world title matches is kind of ruined. We're still going to see it again. We know Wait. we are at SummerSlam. Yep. Are we? Or at least at least at some point. I don't, we're certainly not going to get it at SummerSlam. Uh, is it Orton that's meant to be at I SummerSlam? think it's going to be Orton and I'm looking forward to that. Well, we will probably get Joe again at some point in the main event. He's kind of been there to fill that space of, oh, we don't have a challenger. It's too early for X opponent, and it's too soon for, you know. I still enjoyed the match for what it was. I agree with you. It was a weird way to end it. But if they're not continuing the feud, it made sense to make it clean. And I don't agree with the fact that Kofi is an underwhelming champion. I think Kofi is the perfect champion that we needed after AJ and Daniel Bryan. He's provided some great matches. He's credible because he's won almost everything. Yeah. His first loss came to Samoa Joe the other week on Raw. I'm, I'm just since winning the belt. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm just getting a bit bored of it now, and I'm getting a bit sick of. Oh, it's it's like another fairy tale thing. All of the the story in Kofi getting the belt, and I know we've said this before, was uh, the belt and him winning it. He didn't. Yes. Even, I, I don't know. I'd quite like to see Art and take the belt off him. I would like to see Joe take the belt off him, but alas, that didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. And Joe, it, I still enjoyed the match. It was one of the weaker matches out of the better matches on the show, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. I, I want to see them again fight. Like, I want to see them have another title match. I would like to see Joe win it next time. But this time, I, I'm i glad it went to Kofi. I'm glad the match happened how it did. Can really be said about that there one, There really? is not. Right, we've now come to our main event. We have. Seth Rollins... And Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin in a last chance winners take all extreme rules mixed tag team match where both the WWE Universal Championship and WWE Raw Women's Championship and breathe out. It's a long stipulation. It is. It was a long match. It was. It was a long match. How long did it go? It went nineteen minutes and fifty-five seconds. It was a good match. I think Baron Corbin was surprisingly good in it. Yeah. He came across as a right bastard. Which mm-hmm. is what you want. Exactly. He's a good heel. Mm-hmm. Seth came across as a, a good fighting baby face, especially mm-hmm. once Becky was attacked. I just didn't like the aftermath. Right. Can we hold off on the aftermath? We can hold off on hold, that. Hold, right hold now. off. 
So, the match. Uh, Lacey Evans comes out. Um, cameraman has a fun day. I think they messed up with that in terms of they didn't realise it was as close <laughs> as, <Yeah. laughs> as it was. It's not the kind of thing that I want to see it for half four in the morning where I can barely stay awake. Did it not wake you up at all? No, not really. I mean, I wasn't particularly a fan of the font that was used. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, me, I love a good font. Yes, nice nice bit of font. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love a good, uh, yeah, love a good bit of Helvetica. Yes, more, more of a comic sans. That is, that is disgusting, but we'll talk about that all <laughs> And she kind of tried to, you know, play mind games with Seth with both her shorts and um, her touching of him. As a match, it did everything it needed to. I liked the spot of Becky and Seth both jumping off the turnbuckles through the respective tables. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about Baron Corbin manhandling the man. I liked it. Mm, I think I liked it. Purely because it was unexpected. Uh-huh. Everyone knows that intergender wrestling in the WWE is kind of taboo, apart from when it involves Nia Jax. Uh-huh. And I feel like the it was more of a shock factor. It was like that he's just like he's just done that, and he's quite a big guy. Yes, Becky's not a big woman. No, she's not. I, I I liked that it was kind of shocking. It was kind of out of nowhere, and it made Seth. It kind of gave him that spark that he's been missing. Like he until now, it's kind of just been he's Becky's in this feud with with you know Lacey Evans. Oh, and mm. Baron Corbin's involved. Oh, and Seth is also there. Yeah. Whereas that felt really like he was involved and he he cared about her, which was good. I still don't understand why we need to see that in WWE. I'm sure they have a perfectly enjoyable time caring for each other in their own personal lives. I don't need to know about that. Yeah, but, I don't think it should be on the TV, really, no, at all. And I don't I don't think it's going to be now unless they bring back the Mixed Match Challenge. Baron also did a swear. He did. He did. He did, big, and I, he did I, I liked swear. it. I thought it was quite effective, and it no. came across as real and raw. Uh, speaking of raw, after the match was over, it happened. Big the bad beastie beast boy is there. back. Beastie Boy is back with his big beast in briefcase and he cashed in and he is your new Raw Universal Champion. And I love this. And we're back to where we were two years ago. In in more ways than one. I don't know if you've seen someone who posted on Twitter where they're like WWE 2017. uh uh Brock was the Universal Champ. AJ was the US Champ. New Day was the SmackDown Tag Champs. Bailey and Alexa are feuding. Bailey and Alexa are feuding. It's a rehash of 2017. You like Brock winning, don't you? I really do. Um, it, I mean, he's, he's not going to hold the belt for long. Seth's going to beat him at SummerSlam. You think? Yeah. They can't not. Surely then that wastes the whole Brock cashing in title reign. They wasted it anyway by giving the briefcase to him. They should have given it to someone yeah. else, given it to someone like Ali, but they didn't. They have made their bed, so they will lie in it. I think that they're going to have Seth, Brock, three or four, whatever, and... Something like that, yeah. And it's going to be a... a it's going to be a good match, as we've already said. Brock works well with smaller opponents, so... He does. Yeah, this will be a good match, and Seth will win the belt. And then it'll be, I don't know, Seth Roman at Mania or something? Uh, it could well be. Yeah, if they go, they could go that route, definitely. I liked it. I like the angle. I just don't want to see Brock as champ again. I'm kind of sick of seeing it. Seth's reign was very, very short. I just didn't feel necessary for Brock to win. I want Brock to start wearing a Seth Slayer t-shirt or something, mocking the yeah. whole beast there, because you can't call him that anymore. Also, we kind of went over this, but Paul Heyman came out earlier in the earlier in the show. He did, and said, "Look, he is going to cash in. People, it's going to happen. Am I telling the truth or am I Paul Heyman?" Which was a wee nod for all the Easy Dub fans who were there. Which I'm sure there was a lot because it, it was in Philly. It was in Philly. But then, surely after the Kofi Joe match, Rollins would have seen backstage that Brock didn't cash in, so he knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, he should have. He should have seen it coming. He should have 
ran away. Yeah, but he's a fighting champ. He's a fighting champ, and he defended his title. Much like we've me. just got a new, we've got a new champ, and he appeared on Raw, and it, it's a Heyman regime on Raw, which yes. means basically those two are running the whole show. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, um, we'll yeah. quickly run through Raw, and we'll quickly run through SmackDown. There was some interesting stuff on the two two shows this week after Extreme Rules or Fallout from Extreme Rules. Heyman's in charge. We had what a, a really long women's match. Yeah, it was. That wasn't that great. It was long and bad. Yeah, and I don't really like uh, Natalia winning. I mean, I understand why they've done it. They've done it for that. Oh, it's in Canada, and we need a Canadian person there who's not going to win. But yeah, okay. I just... And there's going to be a Montreal Screwjob reference. We know there is. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I, I just don't want to see her in the match because Natalia I find a bit boring. I find Natalia boring as a wrestler. However, the work that she does backstage for all of the other women coming through and in NXT is invaluable. So hats off or little cat ears off to her for that. But yeah, I think she's a pretty dull wrestler. I think it's I I just would rather not have her being in the women's championship match. But if you look at the four women in that match, who really is there that you could put in? I mean, Naomi. Uh, I would like to see Naomi getting another push, but it's. I think we might see that at another point. Hopefully, just utilize or just use someone that's new, someone just completely different. Like that's what I did enjoy about the whole Lacey Evans thing was she was new and it was different. We've not seen her feud with anyone. Yeah. So it was, it was good. Uh, what would be quite fun on SummerSlam is. The, and I know this isn't going to happen here's another bit of David's fantasy booking is the night of SummerSlam is obviously the night after uh, NXT TakeOver you're correct in which Shayna Baszler would lose her title backstage at SummerSlam she's going to beat up Natalia insert herself into the match and Shayna Baszler's going to beat Becky it's interesting booking but it's not going to happen I'm no afraid. it's not going to happen uh, well um, something that is also not going to happen is uh, Maria Kanellis's unborn child fighting a wrestling match I mean, that's a very, very convoluted segue, but yes, it is. An unborn child cannot physically fight a wrestling match, so that's something. But Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis, Maria being pregnant, this feud is very interesting as it's kind of... It kind of has evolved from their feud on 205 Live mm-hmm. with Drake Maverick, and it kind of has evolved. I've, the way people have compared it is it's like... You know the, the Marvel movies? Um, I'm aware of the Marvel movies, yes, but I've not watched any yeah. of them. Yeah, okay, uh, but you know the Marvel Netflix series. So the things that happen in the movies accept, uh-huh. uh, like affect the TV shows, but the yeah. things that happen in the TV shows don't accept the, uh, affect the movies. That's what 205 Live is with Raw. 205 Live doesn't affect Raw, but Raw affects 205 Live. So the feud has sort of been interwoven between the two shows, and it's quite interesting. Mike has got his edge back on 205 Live, which we saw this week, and it's kind of been kick-started because of Raw. Just, you mentioned uh, Drake Maverick there. We have to I talk did. about the twenty four seven title and the hotel and the. I adore this title. I hated it at the start, but yeah. the the stuff that Maverick and our truth have been doing with it has has been phenomenal. They really have. Great. Drake Maverick is a man who you. Ne- I never thought we'd get to the WWE or be successful in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because he's not got talent, but purely because he's too small for WWE's liking. Yes. And he's made probably an incredible, like quite an incredible career for himself. And he's made himself... He's made himself relevant. He has, and it's great to see. I love Maverick, a.k.a. Rockstar Spud. But the Mike and Rhea stuff, meh, Rockstar Spud, great. Yes. Uh, Speaking of great, Bray Wyatt. The Fiend is here. The Fiend is here. I like the way it happened. I love the way it happened. Celebrating and the lights kind of going down and the music sort of being distorted and the lighting was fantastic. He looked quite terrifying. And it looks like it's going to be Finn Bray at SummerSlam. Yeah, and then Finn goes off on a two-month holiday. 
Yeah. So we know he's, we, we kind of know Bray's winning, and I hope he's the first person to defeat the demon. I don't, man, I don't, I don't, nah. No, because you want... I think it'd be very interesting to see that happen where Finn gets, like, the Fiend is the one thing that can beat the demon. I mean, no if one else Finn's going to wipe out the... Be able if, to beat the demon. If Finn's going to wipe out the demon, then uh, Bray better wipe out the Fiend. I'd hope the Fiend would would wipe out, you know, be wiped out, and the, the demon would also be wiped out, and they could just have a big old whapping match, and just see who whose inner beast is better. Yeah. SummerSlam will be good for this match. We know it those will. two can go in the ring. Yeah. Bray looks incredible. He's probably in the best shape of his life and Finn's Finn. Briefly, we'll briefly touch on who the number one contender is for SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. We know who it is because we've already mentioned but it's Seth Rollins. He won a 10-man multi-brand battle royal where it was Raw and SmackDown Superstars and it was a bit strange. It was, uh, yeah, it was a bit SmackDown it was a bit Stars odd. but Seth won so there was kind of no need for the match in the first place. Yeah. So... But we'll move on to SmackDown. Kind of a, I didn't enjoy the show as much this week. SmackDown. I I didn't really enjoy it. Um, I did quite. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't like it. I found it uh, quite humorous. The was it the SmackDown town hall meeting or something? It was the town hall meeting. Yeah, I, I thought mean, that was quite interesting. I thought it was daft, but okay. We 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 saw Liv Morgan for the first time in months. Oh, I remember Liv Morgan. And she kind of roasted everyone. It was good. Yeah. yeah. She was good. I I miss her. I'm glad yeah. she's back and she I had a match her. with Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, she lost, but she then went absolutely mad on commentary and was like, yeah, when I come back, I'm going to be real. So, okay, are we going to get a gimmick change of Liv Morgan? Will she stop having Potentially, a Potentially, we, we might have a slight gimmick change. Maybe she's just going to have sort of a more of a mean streak. I guess we have to wait and see. She might be back next week on SmackDown. With the women's match, we have a sort of a foreshadowing to SummerSlam, potentially Bailey versus Ember Moon. I think it's down women's title. Has I think it's been confirmed. Has it been confirmed? I mean, uh, my version of confirmed is if you look at the Wikipedia page for SummerSlam and look in the matches column, it is there, or it certainly was this morning when I looked at it. Right. Okay. Bailey Ember Moon. I'm glad Ember Moon's getting used. I am uh, as well. The only thing is, that what, a... yeah, what is Charlotte going to do at SummerSlam? Uh, does she need to be on the card? Yes, she is the best female then wrestler in the company. Give her a match with Liv Morgan. Uh huh. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. need the title. She doesn't need to be anywhere near the title. She doesn't need to be near the title to Mania. Even at that, genuinely, she doesn't need to be anywhere near the title. She's a talent that doesn't need the title anymore. She's above the title. Yeah, but they have just decided that they're going to keep giving her title matches until she'll win the Rumble or something. And She's gonna... someone who I feel needs... She, the ti- she doesn't need the title. The title needs her. When the title's being a bit devalued, that's when the belt should go on her. Yeah. Because she <laughs> elevates the title. <clears throat> and it's it's kind of the same with a few, a few talents. I feel Reigns is like that, actually. He yeah. elevates the title a bit. Same with Cena. That's what he was, and same with AJ. Same with Brock. They elevate potentially. Yeah, Brock. Like, I guess also does that. I just wish he'd be seen more often, like be around yeah. to elevate it a bit more. But Charlotte doesn't need the title, so Liv Morgan match at SummerSlam. I think should be good if they do it. Um, another SummerSlam match, which is potentially happening, is Kofi and Orton, which we've already touched on. Yeah, ten okay. years in the making. Ten years in the making. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, so... uh, Kofi, do you think he's winning? I hope not. I mean, I as, not. I... you're not. You're not the biggest fan of this title, right? Are you? No. Bored of it. I was uh, bored after. Yeah, I mean the Kevin Owens match was fine, but yeah, I would like to see uh, seen Joe take it off him. I'd like to see Orton take it off him. I'd like to see uh, somebody like Alistair Black take it off him. Sure, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, someday Andrade take it off him. Apparently Vince is really hot on um, on Andrade. Yeah, Andrade. I wish he'd get a big push. Fortunately, lost to Apollo Cruz. Yes. Oh well. Yeah. At least it wasn't by count out, which uh, is what happened in the women's tag team title match. It ended on a count out. Yeah. And it made the Kabuki Warriors seem very stupid. It did 
Kyrie not celebrate? I don't like as if she'd started as if she'd won the title, and it's like no, the Iconics still have the belts because they won and they were clever. They were clever heels. I just don't think that's how it should have ended. Maybe we'll see the match at SummerSlam. Like again, I think we are seeing Ugh. it at SummerSlam. Okay. But uh, two things. Bells. Two things on the women's uh, tag title front. Uh, one is it dead? Or are they just completely dead? Because that's the first thing Iconics have been seen in months. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe they've just got a bit ahead of themselves with this women's evolution revolution thing and thought, oh, we need to give ourselves a women's tag title match. Yeah, I don't think they do. I think a second women's title think... would be better. Yeah, I think more more so it was I think Bailey and Sasha were really pushing for it. Then when they got what they wanted, WWE had a whole different plan, and it kind of derailed it. Because if the original plan would have been Bailey and Sasha holding it for a long, long time, I think because they're two of the most marketable stars in division, they would have been a bit more visible. WWE had different plans, put it on Iconics, and because there's no other tag teams, there's there's no reason for those belts to exist. So it's just sitting so dormant. What on earth strange. was WWE's other plan then? I have not clue. Not clue. <laughs> But that was the the women's tag titles. That was SmackDown, really. That was, that was SmackDown. The only thing we forgot to mention was Shane McMahon botched a stunner. <laughs> uh, I, am, I think that sums up Shane on SmackDown for you, doesn't it? Shane on the main roster. I am always happy to see Shane McMahon make an absolute... Um, an arse of himself. Yes, an arse of himself. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, that did make me smile. I think that was it from Extreme Rules, Raw, and SmackDown. That was. Do you have any other business, David? Um, do I have any other business? I don't think so. Evolve was quite good from the bits. That Evolve I've was seen. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evolve was good. Um, I don't think I've I've only got one other thing to say. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right, you know Batista. Not personally, but as um, as a fellow Dave, we yeah, I know who he is. Now I went to see Stuber the other day with Dave Batista in it. Okay. This is the film that he was promoting yeah. at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and it was good. Really? He's a, I I think he's better than The Rock in films. Oh, I, he's picking more interesting projects. Whereas The Rock is just playing Dwayne Johnson, Batista's doing other things. And um, I'm going to do a wee bit plug here. I know you plug a little alternative, so I'm going to plug a wee, another podcast where you can hear the full review of my of what I thought of Stuber. Um, oh hi films podcast, but. I, I recommend to you, David, go and watch watch Stuber. Go and everyone go and watch Stuber with Dave Batista and it was good. Support Dave Batista, he's good in films. And he also seems like a proper good egg. Well, he does seem like some, a good egg. Sometimes he seems like a good egg. He seems mostly like a good guy. Yes. So yeah, go see the film, go see Stuber. It's good with Batista in it. Yes, um so while you were away doing that, I spent uh Monday sitting with my friend, drinking red wine and watching more than once this this got Steiner Mass promo. You oh wow the mass promo is incredible. It's amazing. You know they say that all men are created equal, but when you look at me and you look at Small Joe, you can see that that statement is not true. Because I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. Not normal. <laughs> I think it's the greatest promo of all time. That in Psycho Sids, uh, you are half the man. <laughs> you know that I'm half the man that you are, and I know that I have half the brains that you do, and it's. Oh, it's just incredible. Yeah, I think the that, last promo is a step yeah, above them. That and the Lex Luger uh, versus the T-shirt is also very oh, good. Just, there's some classic promos out there that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but the Steiner Math promo is just phenomenal. Yes. Everyone should see that. So the two yes. films you should go and see, Stuber and Math, the Scott Steiner Math promo on YouTube, <laughs> the 10-hour version. Wait, is there a 10-hour um, version? I believe so, it just repeats. Right, let's go off this podcast now. That's what I'm going to go and do. Right, uh, so right. you're going to be up for the next 10 hours. Yes. But. Again. 
I think that was it. We have we will be back at some point next week, maybe the week after, potentially. We're going to keep you on your toes. Yes, David. Where can we find you on social media and such? Well, if you want to get uh, if you want to get in touch with me on the internet, talk to me about wrestling, or if you want to send me your Shane McMahon. I, voodoo dolls, fan fiction, anything Shane related, I will happily consume because he is my favourite person ever. If you know Ricochet or Daniel Bryan or just Dolph Ziggler or yeah, if you're any of these people or anybody else for that matter, you can get in touch with me on Twitter at BDavidHogg. The B this week stands for, um, oh I should have thought of something. Oh. No, Braun. There we go. Yeah, it stands for Braun. Yes. Uh, get me on Twitter and Instagram at B David Hogg. The B stands for yeah. Braun. The brain. The yeah. The B stands for Braun in your your handle. Whereas if you want to find me on Twitter and get in touch with me, give me all sorts of nice messages. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Fraser Porter, not B Fraser Porter. The Fraser Porter. Just the word the. And if you want to get in touch with us at the show, it's at Y-A-W-P underscore pod, where you can send us very, very nice things, such as questions or stuff. Uh, we'll talk about oh, them on the show. Don't forget about. to subscribe to our iTunes, because we can get, we're on iTunes and stuff. We're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all sorts of things, aren't we, David? We are. Uh, we're on everywhere where you can get a podcast. And um, look, we're 12 episodes deep now. I think it's time to say, um, if you would like to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, um, please rate us five stars. Yeah, I was about to say we need to, we would like and appreciate some ratings on our our podcast just to give us a wee a wee boost. It's always nice to hear feedback about the show. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's it. Any house any further housekeepings before we end up? We no don't have a Patreon, so don't don't we, find our Patreon. I mean, you can send um, us money. Um, we would we'll accept it and we'll put it into production for the the show. But, but uh, yeah, we'll put that into production of buying a ring. Yeah, David. So so people can send us money. What's your bank details? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's not happening. <laughs> not happening. Oh, not that's happening. strange. But anyway, that's been Yop episode twelve. Thank you so much for listening, and we will get you another time. See ya. Bye.